Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Nat. How are you going today? Going super. Cannot complain whenever we get to come together and and come together with wonderful guests. And we have naturopath Hannah Boyd. As a practitioner, Hannah's philosophy focuses on your stories and your symptoms while providing personalized care in an inclusive environment with a few laughs along the way. Hannah's life took an unexpected turn when a few years into a successful film and TV career, she was diagnosed with a hearing and balance condition. Whilst navigating her own road to recovery, learning to once again gain control of her health, Hannah was inspired to help others who were also feeling a little off balance in regard to their health and well-being. Hi guys, how are you going? We are well, Hannah. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure we to are thrilled. Me. Yes, we are thrilled to have you on. And we connected through a mutual uh, women in business group that we are part of. And then we had a wonderful conversation. It was just such a free-flowing conversation about supporting women um, through various life phases. And obviously we're here on the podcast talking about perimenopause and menopause. And then after we spoke, I had a really good look through your website and I loved this one thing on your website, on your homepage. It says, are you ready to meet your favorite self? And I just love that. And it just radiates everything I feel that women are looking for. We just hear so much about wanting to live their best life, love the skin that they're in. Can you explain to us a little bit more about what you do and and in particular how you help individuals meet their best self? Yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great day to be asked this question actually just finishing with my clients this morning because I think you know really doing this work and helping people feel the best that they can. When I've had two clients today say to me, I feel like myself again. Mm. You know, and it's just that simple kind of oh there I am, you know, and you know life and health and all the things that get in the way really stop people from really connecting and remembering who they are. And so I, 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 you know, both of them, I said, oh, you don't need me anymore. You know who you are. I'm, I'm, I'm out of, out of your life now. That's perfect. And I think, um, I guess naturopathic medicine at its, you know, core philosophy is about preventative medicine. It's about restoring balance to the body. It's about letting the body do what it needs to do to restore and feel confident and strong in that process. Um, so yeah, that's you know working with with people in that world is something that I love doing. So yeah, how how do they meet their favorite self again? Is just by listening. I think that's the the first thing that I always encourage my patients to do. Just stop and really learn. You can't change or understand what you don't see, and that's the best place to start. I think so. Mm, I love that listening piece because I'm always talking about listening to the whispers from your body. And as women, we tend to just ignore them, even like we'll we'll say, oh, that was a bit out of character. Um, That hasn't happened before, but we don't think any more of it. And then it happens again. It's just your body starts to whisper. 
And, you know, um, that listening is so key in relation to making sure we're living our greatest life that we can. I mean, yeah, the body is always, it's always trying to tell you something. You, mm. you just have to listen. And I think, as I said, you know, life is so busy for most people and there's a real juggle and um, it's so easy to stop listening and just forget. And that doesn't mean, you know, sitting down and like meditating for 10 hours a day and it just is like, oh, what's that feeling that's new or what, what a, what's that thought about? You know, it's just recognising those things in those fleeting moments and then you then it just builds up from there, I think. So, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, sorry, Garnett. <laughs> I was going to say so so beautifully said and that's obviously that speaks my language as a, a a yoga a meditation teacher and you're so right it's not about you know changing your whole life to then become a full-time meditator but it's actually just acknowledging and taking or setting up some moments of stillness in your day that you know when you're having your coffee or even I always talk a lot and we've spoken before about you know when you come home from work or you're going to work, taking a moment just to sit in your car and, and take a breath and just say, oh, how am I feeling right now? You know, we just, we try and do, and we talk so much about that multitasking and women, we just wear it with a badge of honour that we can do a hundred zillion things at one time. But We can't, by the way. We, we can't. can't do a hundred things at one time. Thank you. Thank no. you. Yes, it's a good reminder. <laughs> and, nor, and nor should we, you know. No, I think, no. Uh, we we can do one thing at a time and that doesn't mean we're failing at anything. Um, we can have lots of ideas at the same time, which I think uh, I'm always for. But, yeah, one thing at a time, mm. I think. That's it, I, I know. We've been sold a myth. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I, think, I think we have, yeah. You can be kick-ass. Like, you know, that's the thing I say to my patients all the time. You know, we're allowed to be kick-ass in what we do, but, you know, you can do it on lots of different levels and that looks like lots of different things. So, mm. Yeah, I, I was yeah. going to say, well, as you're talking through this too, I've just got this this word, like two words in my mind coming up, autopilot. Like we just tend to just go on autopilot, you know, same routine every day, do everything for everyone else and, you know, we just don't do a lot of self-care for ourselves. So that listening is very, 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 very needed. No, I mean, it has to, and, and the self-care needs to be realistic, you know. I mean, I, I always like to try and be as realistic as possible with my patients and giving them advice that it's really practical to their to how it fits in with their life not to like radically change them if you suddenly give someone this massive to-do list of all these things that they've never done before that's just more overwhelm and more stress on their lives so working with women and seeing where they're at and, and where that is and if that pause that moment is like just when they're boiling the kettle, you know, if it, if they can do it, punctuate it at that moment, go, oh, I'm boiling the kettle, I'm going to sit here and, oh, yeah, look, I'm clenching my shoulders or something, you know, whatever that reminder is in that every day is just the start of it, you know. we I'd love to go to a yoga retreat every weekend, but we can't do that, can we? <laughs> it's not realistic. That's it's right. Not. And then it just becomes something else that we have to do. It just becomes a chore. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's not what we want. And, and part of our ethos, and especially when we first started Own Your Health, was making healthy simple. And we still stand by that, that, you know, we, we've lost this, you know, through the commercialization and expectations that it's got to look a certain way. But when we can just simply come back to basics and make it really simple and work with the time that we have, not the time that people say you should be doing this in, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It just doesn't need to be complicated. You know, the external pressures of the world is enough. We don't need to put more on ourselves. So, 
keeping yeah I another of my favorite mantras of my job is actually to try and make your life simpler not more complicated and you know you spend any time on social media you know the things we all should be doing for our lives it seems very complicated there's a lot of elaborate kind of rituals that we need to do to be wonderful and smart and successful actually it's just stopping sometimes so yeah being a human being yeah. a person, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and do you think that I, I often talk to Nat and we you know we talk about this a lot about how um there's that instantaneous need or want for things so quickly these days as well. And I think that really builds into this ferocity of um busyness and you know, having it quickly and bigger and better and more of this and more of that. So I really feel like that underpins some of that thinking a lot of the time. Things take time. And I guess definitely working with people's health and mental health, you know, there's no, it's okay for things not to be un, to be well and resolved quickly, you know, as long as you understand what's happening and you're putting in plans to kind of keep moving forward and seeing small changes, but it, it doesn't, things take time, you know, like life takes a lifetime kind of, you know, you can't rush these things too much. And I think really working with people's mental health and physical health is about understanding that journey rather than there always just being like thousands of destinations that we just need to tick off all the time. So yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so and we also say too, like even for us as as experts in this field, we are also a work in progress as well, and we're also on our own journey too. So it's we've got to keep work. You don't reach that level of pinnacle health and say, "Great, I'm done." You know, I'm I'm healthy because it's it's that's not the reality of it. It's constantly working at it and and supporting yourself and 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 that's what I love about the term well-being you know that it, that it encompasses so much more than just health it's about having those tools to continue to thrive and be well and function well at work and in life too I'm laughing because I've, I've said we can't always go to yoga retreats, but I actually recently just went to a retreat for the first time in a thousand years, it feels like. <laughs> and I was sitting at a table breakfast one morning and there was another you know, this was six or seven of us at the table and they um, they ran out of coffee. <laughs> Oh, no, they didn't give us very much. And the person sitting next to me is like, oh, really, really wish they wouldn't run out of coffee so quickly. And I said, me too. And and the funny thing was the person sitting next to me just happened to be a naturopath as well. And everyone else at the table was shocked that we actually drank coffee. And I was like, no, we're human as well. You know, we're allowed to drink coffee. But, um, you know, I think absolutely. I thought that was really funny. This is idea that just because like, I'm not my patients, right? Like I'm here to help my patients, not because I've got their lived experiences, but I'm, as you say, an expert in my field, but um, I'm, we're all working for progress yeah we're all all just doing our own thing and yes naturopaths sometimes drink coffee so you know call the cops (laughs) fine to be human and drink coffee just quietly absolutely you know everything in moderation so yeah that's it no true Uh, one of the things that we find that women really struggle with as they navigate through perimenopause is that they just feel like they just lose themselves so much and we'd love to know what are some of the common things that you see with your clients I guess the thing that you see women sort of transitioning in their in their forties is suddenly they just they're confused why they can't cope so well. I, I think that that's the thing that sort of brings them into my clinic quite commonly. They're like, why can I not do this anymore? You know, why does my brain not think properly? Why does my 
why do we get so angry all the time? I never used to be angry. And, you know, maybe I'm just fed up with everything, you know. It's kind of like, yeah, there's as a woman, there's a lot to be fed up about. So please, you know, feel it. And I think um, that loss of self really, you know, people think that it's social, that it's them failing. But behind that, there's a whole lot of biology that's going on, a lot of hormone stuff that actually is driving that as well. And I think helping women understand the what's actually happening in their bodies really empowers them to go, oh, okay, well, that makes sense why I don't don't feel so good at the moment. And, um, yeah, I think that, like, if you understand yourself, you know, and I don't just mean, you know, mentally or emotionally, but physically, then you're really in control of what's happening. You can You can really do stuff about it. So I think that's part of it that women feel. I think they also... Um, for our generation, I think there's a, been a huge shift in in how women are seen in the workplace, in the world. And as you said, you know, we've been sold a lie. You know, can we have it all? Yes, we can have it all. No, we can't. Well, who's deciding who has what when? And I think women in their 40s kind of go, well, but isn't that just a, a whole lot of BS? Like, well, I don't understand how I ended up here, you know, this moment of giving myself to everything all the time. Yeah, I guess there's there's a lot of that. But I, I guess also when it comes to health and if they feel like there's something wrong with them, they go to the doctor and they say, oh, I think I'm, I think there's something wrong with me. And the common thing they hear is the doctor's like, oh, you're too early for perimenopause. Oh, you, that's, I think it's done. <laughs> I hear that every, every day. And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> there's no test for it, right? But the change in hormones is a thing that's happening. You know, women... Thank God for period tracking apps. You know, women actually have this data. They can sit in their doctor's offices and go, look, I'm actually not cycling normally anymore. You know, I'm mm -hmm. things are really different and it feels different. And it's this constant pushback of, oh, no, that's normal. Or, you know, no, that's how it's supposed to be. So that medical profession really looking back at women and, and you know, um, undermining their own experience of their own body continues that feeling of being lost in in, in themselves and, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are, need to stand up to help women stop being so lost. So, yeah. Mm, I can so resonate with everything you've just said. <laughs> I mean, it's just, um, you know, I know I'm 52 and um, smacking perimenopause and not loving it, but, you know, working through it. And um, that whole confidence and just doubting yourself is so real and you think you're going crazy. You think you're losing your mind. And then you understand some of these things. Funnily enough, though, I find that some women that we might talk to, even though you can give them some really good information behind why it is that your body's doing it, it's like, oh, yeah. But then they're not 100% accepting or believing in that either. That's because it's so new to them. So, and I think it's because of all the you know, this, the information that's gone before them and the expectations that you still, oh, yeah, I know that, but I still should be doing all of these things. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. You know, and it just downplays it. And then it keeps happening and then they finally, then they probably come to a point and go, oh, well, maybe it is that, you know, but it could be well down the track. So, yeah. Well, there's a fear in women's bodies, you know. I mean, I think women, are, you know, there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of fear, you know, mm. we're, not, we're not allowed to feel very confident in our bodies. And I think that really plays into people understanding their hormones in a lot of ways. Um, you know, being comfortable in your body means something different to everybody. And I think really claiming that hormonal change really comes from this idea of not being ashamed of 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 getting older, you know, like yeah. it's the one yeah. thing that we all do. Um, you know, as, you know, my lovely friend and mentor Lara Bryden says, you know, menopause isn't about 
aging you know it can happen to you at any age you know yeah. it's not it's yeah. not a sign of old getting old it's just something that happens so mm. yeah yeah and I and that night I think for me and I know for Nat too is just, it's all about healthy aging um and I think if we sort of flip the switch around you know we're all going to age we're all going to get older but how well you feel through that process I think it's the most important thing and how well you look after yourself so mm. I mean that's the yeah, naturopathic medicine is is a the, is at its best when it's preventative. You know, looking at improving longevity, healthy aging, as you say. You know, keeping keeping you well um, is is the best thing. You know, I don't mind. I love seeing clients when they're at that point, they're falling off the cliff and everything's, you need to kind of pull them back up again. But when people come and it's often women in their sort of, you know, mid to late forties or early fifties that come in and say, I just want to be, I just want to stay well. There's nothing really wrong. I just want to yeah. make sure that I'm doing everything I can. And I really applaud women who who take that time to be able to sort of invest in themselves and and look at um, how to stay well and age well, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to do. Mm, yeah. And I was just going to say too, I think as well, with perimenopause, it's it's quite invisible, you know, for, for someone else to look at a woman, you know, you might be really feeling and struggling inside, but someone looking in would see something different, you know, and you think about, you know, when teenagers go through puberty, it's it's very visible. There's there's changes happening in their body. When a woman is pregnant, you know, everybody just bows down to the pregnant woman and, and appreciates and, and accepts what they're going through. But then I feel like that 40 plus woman who's experiencing changes and just screaming inside, people sort of look at them and say, well, what's, what's wrong? What's your problem? You, know? you look and, fine. You yeah. know, you look good. And it, I mean, so many of the, the women that I work with have this kind of silent conditions, you know, these invisible conditions that from the outside, you know, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with them, you know, and they're, and they're always so bloody competent as well, you know, so they, they can't, it's not like they're overcompensating for the fact that they don't feel well. It's just that they're, well, they're kick-ass people, right? So they like to do stuff and don't like to feel like their health is, is a barrier to them achieving things in their life. But so many female hormonal conditions really appear as this invisible condition like endometriosis you know there's no one type of woman that has endometriosis but yet the impact it has on their lives is so immense and fast and it doesn't stop at perimenopause you know it doesn't stop at menopause you know it keeps going so I think you know really really seeing that kind of um feeling confident you know to say to your boss to your partner to your friends actually you know what I I'm not doing good right now, you know, like it's not a good time saying no and not feeling like you'll have the support for someone to say, oh, that's, a, oh, yeah, okay, I totally get that, you know, oh, yeah, my mum's this or my sister's got that or, you know, I I understand what you're going through and I'm sure let, like let's do that another day or say no or say yes to other times. So just giving people the confidence to actually accept and ask for help as well. I think. Yeah, and I, I think women can sometimes be their own worst enemy because if they do speak up, often people go, yeah, no worries. We can, like you said, do it another time. Whereas we conjure up these things in our minds about, oh, that, you know, they're not going to be happy, that I have to cancel things or, you know, be what it is sort of, um, I think, yeah, that undermines how we, you know, move forward with it as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm always, you know, making people's lives better is about encouraging them to sort of speak up and let people know where they're at. You know, you, if you don't let people know, then they can't help you. And particularly for mental health, you know, people suffer in silence so often 
don't know how to get help. You know, they look fine. They don't look anxious. They don't look depressed, but they're internal, like the ducks, you know, on the water with the, the legs going 100 miles under the under the water, but like mm. clear sailing on the top. Just letting people know, yeah, I'm really anxious today. I don't feel good. Is just goes a really long way. So that's a good analogy, actually. I've heard it with icebergs. I haven't heard it with ducks. So I'm going to take that one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so the work we do at Only Health revolves around um, the pillars of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and how these all culminate back to the self for every woman. And I think we've touched on it a bit, but, you know, we know that everyone's different as, as to the pillars that they could start um, from when seeking a renewed focus on their health and self-care. But I wondered, is do you have any advice for our listeners around the work that you do and maybe a common ground or pillar about where women could easily start in relation to if they're feeling a little bit not themselves or they just think, you know what, I just need to, I need to start somewhere, but I'm not sure where that is? Yeah, look, I mean, I guess there's already, there's so much information out there and people love telling women what they should be doing. Mm. And I guess my best advice is just telling people to stop doing so much, you know. Mm. I think just that's a really good place to start. Um, I mean, I have a few, like I'm really, as you say, really individualised in my treatment with my my patients, but there's a few couple of mantras that I have that I think are really important for people's health. Is One, you can't eat enough vegetables Without a doubt, yes, you, you just can't. Yeah, any color, any any way, roasted, you know, steamed, whatever you want, just eat the vegetables and eat lots of them. That's a no brainer in my life. And please yeah. have breakfast. You know, like, like, please have breakfast. Particularly, you know, people love fasting at the moment, but I think definitely fasting is that thing that should be really looked at when everything else is really well, you know, why restrict and take things away when you're already falling apart a little bit, just have mm. some breakfast, piece of toast with peanut butter on it. It'll go a long way, you know, just yeah. give you the energy. I think that's a really good place to start because without that fuel, you don't, you can't think properly. You can't get through the day. So that's really important. But I guess other than that, just stop and listen to what your body is saying. I think that's a great place. Um, get rid of the to-do lists of the shoulds and really look at, what you can do rather than what you should do so yeah I love that that's beautiful and really simple yeah it doesn't I mean, yeah it doesn't sometimes it get complicated obviously yeah. but but yeah simplicity is always it makes it easy yeah it goes back to that comment I said before about making things more complicated than what they need to be yeah mm. yeah that's beautifully amazing. said we're probably we might have touched on this but I'd love to know you know what's What's one thing that you would love women to know about themselves as they age and as they navigate, you know, particular life phases? I would love women to understand their hormones more, you know, mm -hmm. just actually what, what their hormones are and how they work and when they do what they're supposed to do. If you can, if you can understand that, then you can understand everything in your body, I think. Um when I see my younger patients, you know, there's this real push for them to really own their hormones and understand that they all say no to birth control. They want to feel like in touch with their hormones. And when you help women come off hormonal birth control, they go, oh, I feel like myself again, you know, like there mm -hmm. I am, you know. So there's this idea of um, seeing those changes in uh, every day because, you know, a woman's cycle, however long that is, we're different every day. And, and and that's not a weakness. That's actually a superpower in a lot of ways, I think. So 
Yeah, I think if you can understand your hormonal cycle and see how you can use it to your benefit, then that's that's all you need to know. Mm. <laughs> Education. I love that. Yeah. Yes, I love that. And I resonate with it because I was on birth control for a long time and had my daughter, came off it, was off it for a few years, went back on it for a little bit. And then I realized after having a bit of, you know, changes in my body, I thought, okay, no, I've got to, I've got to stop this. And yeah, it was like I came off it and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Just this whole awareness of my body had just completely changed. And then, you know, I try not to kick myself on the years that I I, I wasn't aware of it, but it's all in the learning, right? And I just, for me, yeah, it, it just sort of changed my whole outlook on my life. And, and it gives you that um, awareness. And I, I know I liken a lot of this to running because I'm a keen runner. And I remember those days where I would, run you know 30k and I'd be fantastic and then two days later I'm trying to run 5k and I can't run and I'm like yeah and you feel like you're failing like why why can't I do that and it's actually just a different day you have a different way of managing glucose and insulin you have like different hormones your brain is working differently your recovery is different there's all this chemistry going on in your body uh, and hormone stuff it's just like driving all of that Mm. um so yeah, it's I think that's it is it's a great journey to go through. And I think mm. at any age you can you can learn about those hormones. It's never never too late. Mm. Yeah, yeah and I share that too because I, I don't think there's enough being uh, done at an educational level for our girls and boys in relation to them understanding their hormones and just what the different life cycles are and what that means for their hormones as well. And then you know, we we talk to so many women that that don't know what perimenopause is. They don't understand the basics of what estrogen and progesterone do beyond them being your sex hormones, but how many other roles they have in the body and how they, you know, the, even even looking at estrogen and its impact on mental health. Um, yeah. We were at the menopause um, conference last week in Cairns and there's some amazing research that's come out in relation to dementia and, you know, the lowering of estrogen. It was fascinating to hear these doctors who are really passionate in relation to that, um, you know, menopause health and and dealing with their clients, just, you know, the stuff that they're um, sharing and researching, it was, it was really impactful. Yeah, it is. And I, I mean, estrogen gets a lot of press, you know, like it's a really, we talk about it a lot for women's health, but there are other really important hormones as well. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I also just want to preface, like if it, if it's your choice to be on birth control or use HRT or, yeah. you know, use implant, that's your, if it works for you, then please like do that. You've got to choose the right path. There's no, there's nothing wrong with you using, you know, hormonal birth control to manage your life in any which way it is because it can be a godsend for people. Absolutely. So I think that's really important that people, people know that there's no shame in that, but also understanding what they're doing i think if you're on that medication understanding that Mm. they're not regulating your cycle they're sort of doing the opposite of that you know it's really important that you know it's classic when i when i do my intake form and there's a thing that says are you taking any medication and they'll list if they're taking any um and then i'll ask them because i'm so used to having to ask women now you know so you're not taking any medication no are you on the birth control? Oh, yeah, yeah, I take the pill. You know, women don't even think of it sometimes as medication that yeah. they take every day yeah. um, because it's just so part of their their life as well. So it's just it's really learning about what we're doing, you know, how we can help mm. our bodies. So, yeah. But you make a good point too, I think, because even if women are on, you know, some type of contraception, 
there's still merit in obviously them listening to their body and what's going on and, you know, how that may or may not be affecting them and what else is going on. So I think, yes, you're on it or no that you're not, um, you, you've still got to be listening to to what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The body is always trying to tell us something. Uh, yeah, they're very, very clever. Very Annoyingly clever. so sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, sometimes I say, like, if you don't listen, your body will start to scream. So that's when it becomes a little bit annoying. It's like, I've been telling you this. What's, yeah. you know, why aren't you listening to me? So Absolutely. So, um, Hannah, this podcast is all about power and finding and nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through perimenopause and beyond. What does coming into your own power mean to you and how does this define your own perimenopausal journey? Oh, I've got less patience for BS these days than I've ever had, like really, and I get really, I've got no patience for sexism, you know, I've got no patience for anti-feminist behaviour. I am not putting up with the crap I put up with when I was younger and I feel pretty strongly about that. I... um, I like to be fair and equal and inclusive of everybody in my practice. And I think it's not that hard. Like why, why do some people have, and this is why I get so angry about, so it's not angry. It's not the right, I'm not like an angry, angry woman in my forties, but um, you know, I, I just think it's not hard to, to be aware and, and conscious of, of other people and, and listening to that. So yeah, I, I don't put up with the crap um anymore that's really important for me but um also just you know as I said no just because you're a naturopath doesn't mean that you're you're perfect you know most naturopaths um come from their own journeys and their own histories of health that's that's exactly how I ended up doing this job um so yeah I have to keep looking after myself um and value that you know I love vegetables uh it's no it's not a joke in this house anymore but like we've just moved to rural area so I was just I was struggling a little bit to say goodbye to my veggie box guy who's been giving me veggies for 11 years that would be hard I I share your sentiments there you know shout out to Robbo what a legend he is and um it's very sad saying goodbye to him we've developed a very good relationship about talking about vegetables so I had to find new vegetables down here and I've just found somewhere bloody fabulous just around the road that grow all their own veggies and you can go and pick the, pick the stuff from them oh, wow. and getting in the car and going around to pick up the veggies I get really excited so it's just you know like I'm a bit of a nerd like that I know you probably no one's going to believe me when I say that oh, no but... I'm you I, I understand that it's like my my husband says to me I don't I even just go to the farmer's market he still don't know anyone that gets so excited about going to the farmer's market is what you do nuts it's just the simple things in life so yeah, yeah I guess um you know I I, I like to, I, I say yes to all the things and I, I work a lot mm. and I love what I do and I just, you know, having time for what I do love, but also really balancing that with time off and, you know, not working all the time is actually really important. So I'm trying to find that balance. So that's me finding my power, just, yeah, doing my work. Helping mm, people. So good. And it's funny, you know, yeah, I, well, I'm a big vegetable. I'm always banging on about vegetables and I, I was telling a story this week about how Nat and I were at Cairns last week and I made this big thing of butter chicken for my kids and my husband. And I said, look, I've, I've got the butter chicken because that's what they asked me to make. And I said, I've bought all this broccoli. Make sure you had the broccoli with the butter chicken while I'm away, right? It's the only vegetable I'm asking you to do. 
I came home and all the broccoli was still in the fridge. It's like, it was. I asked you to do one thing. It was eat, eat your vegetables. So you got to make the chicken not taste as good next time. Maybe well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. It was like, oh, we were so busy. I said, you're never too busy to eat your vegetables, right? It's non-negotiable. It's yeah. a non-negotiable. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. And and the thing you were saying about confidence or, you know, or the no BS, I think, you sort of lose, I have found myself, I've lost confidence for certain things, but I've also gained a new confidence for, you know, just sexism and, you know, just really stupid ideas that come across around why women should be doing this and not doing that. It's like, guys, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, it's, you find, you lose some, but you find it elsewhere, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just have to just keep looking through the words and looking for the rubbish and go no that doesn't feel right what that person is saying and they're not really respecting my body my mind they're making assumptions mm. of what I can and can't do and I ain't got time for that you know we're really quick to listen to those assumptions about what people make about how we look and what we do like naturopaths drinking coffee um <laughs> you know before really realizing what that person's actually capable of so yeah yeah Beautiful answers. Mm, so good and and so well said. And I have to say, and I'm sure Lisa shares that settlement too, that I just love your, you know, straight down the line, simple mm. approach <laughs> that what, what you see is what you get. And I, I really love this conversation that we've had because it's just so simple. It's just so, you know, straight down the line, as I said. So really I love your so. approach to health and, and the way that you obviously support your clients and they'd be very lucky to have you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Really no, great. thanks. No, it's fun. I love talking about this stuff. So yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. So where can our listeners connect with you and learn a little bit more about you? Yeah. So you can head to um, my website is new hyphen leaf. You could Google new leaf naturopathic health. I'm sure you guys all share some links. Thank you very much. Yes, um, we're a virtual clinic, so you can see us from anywhere in Australia, really, which is fantastic. So the pandemic really made our business pivot, as they say. So now we're all online. Um so there's me and Bronwyn. We work together and, and support people's health um, virtually. That's how you see us. Um, 2023 is going to be super exciting. I've been doing some group uh, shared naturopathic consults for people, which is just oh, making my heart sing. It's such great work to do. And I am going to next year's perimenopause group naturopathic consults for women is going to start. So keep an eye out for that one if you're interested. It is going to, it's a really great way to offer naturopathic support to people through a, a group Um group service which makes it affordable and accessible and uh, really really great so I'm just always looking for ways to bring naturopathic medicine so it's more available to people as best we can because it you know we want I want lots more people to be benefited from this um, philosophy of of practice so yeah that's me I'm on Instagram as well that's probably where I do most of my stuff but not a lot of it (laughs) I do the best I can I can only do so much yes we we completely resonate. <laughs> Social media is a whole other beast and and podcast really, isn't it? But yeah, uh, no, but at least there's a means the to connect. <laughs> thanks, thank you so much, Hannah. As I said, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. Lovely to speak to you too. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.